Welcome, everyone. This is Sean Eakins. I'm the general manager for the Sacramento Natural Food Co-op. Today, I'm here to talk about the Co-op Scoop. It's our audio podcast, and we're going to be featuring interviews with farmers, food artisans, co-op movers and shakers, and even some bakers. Every week, we intend to bring you a large scoop of food knowledge, highlighting one of the most bountiful food regions in all the land. Hello, everyone. This is Sean Eakins back again uh, this week with another uh, edition of the Co-op Scoop. Um, Today, I know I say it every week, uh, but, uh, you know, another great product I really am excited to talk about today. And, um, you know, Wynn's Kitchen was founded by Wynn Austin, San Diego mom, an indomitable spirit driven to create a healthier option for Asian food lovers. Their mission is to amaze and delight Asian food lovers, all natural Asian condiments, alive with flavors that enrapture the palate and capture Wynn's joyful spirit. Asian taste without the guilt. It's a win-win. Welcome, win. <laughs> I had to get that in. <laughs> we got to get that part in. <laughs> but uh, yeah, welcome. Uh, great products. And um, like I said, I'm excited to talk about it today and talk about your story. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sean, for having me. Um, I'm so honored to to be a part of um, the co-op and um, and just to hear you talking about you know, when, when you reached out to me, how hard it was to find an Asian product that had the clean label. And that's, you know, that's my, that's my passion to, to bring that Asian food can be healthy for you um, to the forefront. So that's, it's awesome. And, uh, and then you started out in 2016 and you were kind of like on, you know, a healing health journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and you discovered really what you had grown up using and eating, I think a lot of us have, or the Asian condiments and sauces that all of a sudden we realize there's a ton of sugar, gluten, yeah. and salt and preservatives, you know, whether it's MSG, you know, that gets kind of a, yeah. sometimes I'm not sure all the bad rap, but I mean, it's still, it's way too prevalent in a lot yeah. of these, these dishes. But was that really a surprise to you when you started researching? You know, what really was surprising to me was um, the impact of those ingredients on my body because, you know, I I grew up not even thinking twice about it. You know, we go to the Asian market. If we're making a certain thing for dinner, you grab the hoisin, you grab the three crab fish sauce, you grab yep. all the <laughs> stuff that that we've always used and that I continued to use when I started cooking uh, for my own family. and. Um, in 2016, you know, I was I was still young in my 30s and worked out, played tennis, exercised, and I was having um, some health issues. Um, I had high blood pressure. I was having a lot of anxiety. Um, and, you know, looking back, my grandmother, you know, passed away at a very young age, high blood pressure, stroke, diabetes. Uh, but we just didn't really relate that to food. And so, but for me, you know, I'm like, well, I live a healthy lifestyle. I cook at home. I exercise. Um, so I think that was a huge shock to me when I did learn about eating clean and cutting out sugar, um, soy, gluten, and artificial ingredients. I-, I was shocked how it impacted my health. You know, at first it started as an experiment, like, okay, let's try this whole 30 thing. It was, it was difficult going to the sushi and bring my little jar of coconut. Right. 
<laughs> Everyone was staring at me like I was crazy. Um, but you know, but when I started feeling better and um the the biggest struggle was not having any flavor, you know. Right. I, I'm a sauce girl, I like to dip in so- sauce, I like to put sauce on stuff. And so um I had to make a lot of my own sauces, even ketchup and mayonnaise. But right. what about the Asian sauces, you know? Right. Um, and that's kind of how the satay sauce was born. It has the Vietnamese way is it has a lot of lemongrass and shallots and garlic. So a lot of like raw ingredients, not just right. chili flakes. And um, I went about testing it with these new ingredients that I found. Like I've never used coconut aminos before. Right. Um, and so I created it's my favorite sauce and I started putting it on everything and um, and sharing it with friends, and it kind of took on a life of its own. Yeah, well, it's uh, it has a ton of flavor, and to Thanks. your point, so many of the uh, alternatives do not have a whole lot of flavor. So, yeah. I know. Um, I think I had mentioned too, and we talked uh, previously. Uh, you know, we actually expanded on our barbecue sauce set last mm-hmm. year, and we were doing some work on our grocery aisles, and yeah. we've since shrunk. You know, kind of taken that back down. Yeah. Um, and we watch that as we bring in different Asian sauce options that are clean, mm-hmm. those are dominating that that section now. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely I think you found the right right thing to go after. I mean, and uh, from a personal and just, to, you know, to find out, hey, I can actually start a business with this. And, you know, and I think for you being passionate enough about it, yeah. to just say, hey, I'm going to go out there and start a business. What um what really made you want to start with the satay? And then I know now you've added the pho. Yeah. And we can talk about just any other future stuff later on. But uh, really, what was the piece with the satay that just really was like, I need to get this in front of more people? Yeah, you know, well, I, I entertain a lot. I love to cook for people. Um, it's my love language. I like to feed people. And so it it really came by accident because I, I also love to share food. Um, and share what I'm cooking. Right. And so um, it the satay sauce, you know, I made the first batch was this tiny little mason jar, you know, two ounces. And I was like, wow, this is really good. And I started sharing it. And I had some friend ask me, what is that sauce? I'm like, oh, I, I made it because um, I was sharing my whole 30 journey. And um, then right. they're like, oh, can I try some? It doesn't have sugar. I'm like, no, it doesn't. So then next thing you know, you know, my whole tennis team was requesting a jar, then the PTA moms <laughs> and, you know, all my colleagues. Oh, wow. so it truly was organic. Um, you know, I've always loved food. I in the past over a span of a decade, I've tried to find something to a career in food. I just couldn't find it. Right. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to have people in my house. Um, for cooking lessons. And, and so I couldn't, I never could quite figure it out. And this, and then this came and found me, I feel like when the time was right. So it, the right. word just kind of spread and I, that made me happy. So I made larger batches and like, let me know if anyone wants a jar. And, um, you know, and after I had so many people tell me that they, that I should turn it to a business, um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I love entrepreneurship. I had another business before and, but I just didn't know anything about food, about the food business. Right. Right. And so it really started off kind of like just 
calling, you know, asking a few people I knew that were in food. I had a friend that had a granola business, having coffee with her. And then from there, just talking about it. And then someone will say, oh, I have a friend that, that sells pickles or, you know, and kind of just really starting just following the breadcrumbs, <laughs> you know, um, and right. learning about all these different things. But um, but I knew I didn't want to be the one in the in a commercial kitchen making this myself because I'm a mom. Right. My kids were very young um, and I had another business. So. So it took a lot of right. researching. I've never heard of the term of co-packing or manufacturing for food. I had no idea how that worked. And um, so it was a, right. hu a huge learning curve, but it's just one of those things I, I couldn't stop, you know? Right. That's the cool part about like the organic natural environment is people really do root for each other and there's yeah. a lot of support. It's not uh, it's not a cutthroat industry like uh, some of the others out there. Right. Um, and speaking of natural, I mean, you use really high quality natural ingredients. Yeah. Um, you tell us about the ingredients, but also really why specifically and what you didn't want to put in your product. Right. So the ingredients are shallots, um, which when you cook it, it definitely has a natural sweet flavor. Um, garlic, lemongrass, um, you know, it has, you know, fresh chilies in it. It does have some chili flakes, which kind of brings in the 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 color and the and the kind of like the texture to it as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I use fish sauce that's from a local family. They've been in business for over 30 years, started in Vietnam, it's still being imported from Vietnam, but it's high, high premium quality. There's just anchovies and sea salt, and it's aged in like these barrels. Um, so I was super lucky to find them. And, you know, coconut aminos, I use grapeseed oil because it has no, um, it has like no taste to it. And it also right. has a smoke point. So I actually, I'll throw the satay sauce on shrimp and salmon and pop it on the grill. So, and it doesn't coagulate like, like olive oil does. But the big, the big thing is no sugar, right? Because yes. if you look at any labels on Asian condiments, it's probably mostly sugar. And that's why it's it's so much easier to get manufactured because sugar is almost like a natural preservative in its own. Right. Um, you know, then they add in, you know, MSG to kind of enhance the flavor of whatever amount of small, real ingredients in there. And then it does have, um, you know, it, it, like just sodium benzonite, like all these things you don't even I don't even know how to pronounce. So. Um, it was really hard to to find a manufacturer that really understood my, you know, my goals. Um, and, you know, a lot of a lot of ingredients, like a lot of fish sauce will have gluten in it. It'll have sugar and corn syrup. So just trying to source all the high quality ingredients was was really difficult. Well, and like we were talking about to go away from soy sauce, that's hard to really replicate. Yeah, you got to go with something. Fish sauce is like probably the next best thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> and finding a clean one is not easy. So, no. Um, and you mentioned some of the challenges to starting a small, you know, family business. Um, just how were you able to get the products to market once you decided to do this, found a co-packer, found somebody to produce? Yeah. What was the next step? <laughs> well, I I tell people because, you know, um, you know, it's so easy to look on social media and be like, oh, wow, like she just now she's in all these stores. And 
And I'm very upfront and honest with people. I, I, I'll tell them it took me three years to, to actually have a product that I can even pitch to a grocery store to get on the right. shelf. Um, you know, learning about all the FDA regulations. Um, and it's, I think it's a lot of hard work and persistency and a little bit of luck too. And you just never know when or where you'll find that, that, that connection. Um, I, right. I ended up calling a bunch of co-packers and cause everyone's like, Oh, get a co-packer. I'm like, okay, that sounds easy. And then, and then once you start calling, <laughs> they're like, well, the minimum is like 80,000 jars. I'm like, okay, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then learning like pH level. Cause I don't want to add the artificial preservatives. Like, right. okay, well your pH is, you know, too high. It's like, what is that? <laughs> so just really <laughs> you know, the persistency of, and the curiosity of learning, like, okay, I don't know what that is. Let me find out what that is. Um, but it has to truly be your passion. And, and even though I was learning and, and discovering all these new, new terms and new industries, even at that time, I wasn't sure if I was going to really take the jump and turn it into a business. It was just so right. new. It was just so foreign to me. Um, right. but it's just a little bit of luck. I kept asking, kept going. And, and I went to a farmer's market just to see a girlfriend. And, um, you know, then I met some guys. I, I like to try stuff and support locals. I tried their hot sauce. And um, next thing you know, my girlfriend goes, hey, they told me they co-pack. I was like, really? So it's like the, the small company in San Diego that was willing to help me like work with me in the kitchen to find out, um, you know, how do we get that pH level down, do the R&D in their commercial kitchen, and then allowing me to do a small batch. So I think right, my right. official batch was 200 jars, you know, and that was more manageable. That was right. worth, worth a risk to me, not right. 80,000 jars. <laughs> yeah, you got to so, really believe. <laughs> yeah, but it's... um it's a difficult business. So I, I would say you, you have to love it. You have to believe, truly believe in what, what you're doing, your product, and you have to love it. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think, um, you know, advice that you could give someone, um, who maybe has a dream like you did, uh, to start their own food business. I know you mentioned the passion, but I think the other piece I hear that you're saying is that community and being able to, you know, build connections and relationship. Yeah, I think community is huge. Um, you know, and I've had people reach out to me and call me and and I would say the some of the the things I've heard is, you know, there there's a that I tell them is that there's a difference between creating a product to sell and putting a a bunch of different products together for a sauce. Right. You know, cuz sometimes, you know, we'll I'll tinker around, I'll like, oh, I don't know what I want, so I'll just grab a bunch of stuff or I'm trying to get rid of this mustard and this sauce and throw a bunch of sauces together. Right. Um, but that's not going to be sustainable for a business. It's going to be too expensive when you're buying certain brands of other sauces to create right. your sauce. It really has to be raw, raw ingredients, um, you know, that you put together and create to, to make your own product. And, right. and even then what's special about it? Like how is it different than anything else on the market? Right. Um, and, um, you know, and I think from there, if they truly believe that they have it and they love it, 
start with your neighbors, start with your community. And because I tell people, I'm like, tell me the truth. And, And I've had friends that have had the original version from in a mason jar and have grown with me through all these different processes because your flavor is somewhat going to change along the way because it's different making it in a pot at home and in a giant kettle under high pressure. Right. Um, I remember the first time I had my new manufacturer in Northern California that has the machinery and it was like pumping air into the jars and it went from red to like yellow. And I was like, freaking oh, wow. out. Like, <laughs> and just learning that that's the oxidation. But once you open it, it will, the color will turn. So there's, there's all these little nuances <laughs> you learn along the way. And now we know, okay, next time maybe put, take a little away, uh, take away some of that pressure, you know, right, when right. they're filling the jars. But <laughs> And then what was the best advice you were given when you had uh, the idea of making natural Asian product? My, the, the best advice I had was, um, you know, I would, A, they said, definitely get a co-packer. B, they said, do a lot of research. Um, And, you know, I, and number three, I, they, I've had people tell me like, you really have to love it because it is hard, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. but you know, and so I think it, it takes um, a certain, you know, tenacity and to, to really keep going and, and only passion can get you through the ups right. and downs. Cause I've had a lot of setbacks and there, there've been multiple moments where I'm just like, I, I don't know if I can get over this. You right. know, over this setback, but, right. but somehow you do somehow I did. So, and I'm <laughs> happy I did. Well, now, uh, talk about the, the product a little bit. Uh, okay. there's a ton of possibilities with your satay to make authentic Asian food. Yeah. Um, you know, what, uh, what are some of your favorite things to do with it? Yeah. Well, my, my favorite honestly is how I eat it every day is I put it on eggs just as a condiment. Um, I love eggs, so I just throw it on there, give it some life. Um, but I really love roasting vegetables with it. Right. I would say that's like our everyday weekly food is like if we're meal prepping or I, I always get the farm box, cauliflower, bunch of veggies, mix it with some coconut aminos and just pop it in the oven or on the grill and roast roast vegetables. Um, the other thing is really like with fish. I just posted um, the recipe for a sea bass dish that's so good it's like you know it's you sometimes eating at home i think it's better than eating at restaurants Uh, good quality fish if you have a local fish market near you um high quality seafood and and you know sushi sometimes i'll just put it in some pokey yeah (laughs) yeah no it's uh and i will recommend the folks don't do what i did and stick a spoon in it and uh (laughs) Just go straight for it. Uh, it is a little hot, so but uh, yeah. mi- mixed in though, it does not overpower anything. Yeah, so. but you still get all the flavor, and of course in pho. So I've completely replaced right. um, all of my sriracha with my own sauce, and um, and the funny thing is, it wasn't even my idea, you know, because we all kind of get into our groove, like oh, when you eat pho, you put the sriracha, you put the hoisin. And one day my girlfriend's like, well, instead of sriracha, I put your sauce. I'm like, really? 
<laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll try it. And, you know, I, I and I was like, wow, that's really good. So I've that, never, I've never come back to Sriracha since then, but nice. yeah, it's just getting rid of that habit, you know? <laughs> and then you mentioned the pho. What, uh, really what else with Wynn's Kitchen do you see in the future? I know you have that, but right. what else, what else is, is going on? I, well, you know, the, the pho is, is one of those things when, you know, I, sometimes you, it's like, duh, if I, if I have this issue, I bet other people do too, because I'll go to the Asian market and I can't find all the spices. Yeah. All I have is star anise. And I'm like, oh, or they, I have to buy like five of the spices and then buy other stuff to add to it. So one day it was like a no brainer. It's like, well, wouldn't it be easier if there's just like one bag with all the good spices plus the recipe on the back and then, right. you know, a healthier version. So, so that's how I came up with the fuss spice pack. Um, and it's, it's enabled a lot of my friends who just started eating pho or, and now they're cooking it at home themselves. And they're like, I can't believe how much I love it, how easy it is. <laughs> and so that makes me so happy, just like making it accessible to everyone and showing them how easy it is. Um, the other thing I have in the works is a natural no sugar peanut sauce because we all like that's like oh yeah <laughs> that is I'm gonna have to warn everyone once that launches it's it's addictive nice uh, very very addictive so so that's been in the works is at the state right now getting approval um, it's you know it's gone through a couple different versions for R and D because same same thing it's it's harder when you're trying to do something new, like when right. you don't want to add xanthan gum and um, and then the state wants you to heat it. And, you know, so there's all these different factors. Right. Um, so that I've had to play around with the recipe to get it to get it so that it can be shelf life stable. Right. So, but that and and I'd love to do a, a clean label hoisin sauce. I think that's the only other sauce that I eat a lot of that I right. still you, you know, just buy from the store and have the sugar and all the other things. But yep. I think that would be that would be my dream. <laughs> the next three years. Nice. Yeah, that'd be great. I know. Uh, yeah, I know the challenges firsthand on uh, having to go all the different markets to find things. And yeah, and it blows me away because I question the same. I'd be scratching my head. How is there nothing out there that's popular as Asian cooking has become? It's like yeah. there's still such a limited amount of clean products. So I'm so yeah. happy that you uh, not only said something about it, you're actually out there doing something about Thank it. And, you. Uh, Thank and you. we're happy to have your uh, products here. And, uh, you know, I think we've got some plans to do some demos on it. So, uh, yes, yes, definitely. I'm, I'm, excited. I'm super excited. Yeah. Cool. And then, of course, you're always welcome to come up and sample whenever you're in the uh, NorCal region. So, Yep. Once that peanut uh, peanut sauce is ready to ready to launch, I'm definitely going to make a Northern California trip. So I'm very excited to head up and can't wait to meet you guys in person. Awesome. Well, you're busy. I don't want to hold you <laughs> up any longer. Thank you so much for spending time with us. And um, thank you for uh, reaching back out when I uh, got you that note about your product. I'm, I'm glad we were able to get it in here pretty quickly. So Yes. No, thank you, Sean. I really appreciate it. And and I'm just so excited for our partnership. So same. Yeah. Well, great talking to you. We're looking forward to what's next. So 
But okay, uh, sounds great. I'll let for you everybody know listening. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and everybody listening, I would highly recommend getting both of the products we have now. So, and uh, thank you again. Thank you. Take care.